We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. I'm Jim Galanti along with Dusty Dust and the Funky Bunch. Dusty Dust. We're going to talk about some of the guys on the other side of the ball, the defensive coaches. Are you ready for that conversation? Yeah, I like what these guys had to say, so let's fire away. All right, let's do it. Let's start. We had um, interesting comments. They were both um, Anthony Poindexter and Terry Smith was were asked about players moving from Terry Smith's room, cornerback, to Anthony Poindexter's room, uh, safety. So let's hear Terry Smith's answer, and then we'll hear from Anthony Poindexter. Here is Terry Smith. Nah, you know, it's actually a great feeling because at the end of the day, first and foremost, you're hoping, helping your team. And uh, secondly, you know, it, it helps that individual and it helps his career. And so, you know, a kid like Zaki Wheatley, you know, it, it was best for him. He's going to help our defense even more. Uh, and, and my job is to train our guys on the back end to be cover guys. And, and, you know, I take great pride in that. And to me, it's a compliment to me. So I don't look at it as a negative. You know, I, I look at it as, you know, we're able to recruit unique individuals that can play at a high level. I think there's a stat out there now that we're like tied for second and most DBs drafted in the last five years. It's incredible for Penn State. It's never happened in the history of this place, and, uh, you know, we're proud of that, you know, and, and we're going to keep that thing going. Uh, Jair Brown and Joey Porter will be drafted next year, and and, uh, and then we're going to just keep bringing guys in and train the best guys, and the best five are going to get out there, and when we go in our dime package, it'll be six guys out there. So, you know, it's just uh, we, we play a difficult position, but, uh, you know, we've, we've been very fortunate to have some good guys to play for us. Okay, that was Terry Smith, the cornerback's coach. Now, here's what Anthony Poindexter, the safeties coach, had to say. Well, for Zaki, all he had to do was stand up out of his seat and walk across the hallway right into my room. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Zaki played safety in high school. Yeah. And he had safety cornerback run in high school. So, um, the process, what most people don't understand, the corners see the game in a totally different view than the safety. The safety seen it all. He seen it from the center, dead center. And the corner seen it from the side. So it's, it's totally different view. Uh, we have to do a lot more communicating than us, uh, the corners do. Um, we have to do a lot more different type jobs than the corner. We more mixed up into the run game a little bit more. You know, we're playing in the high field a little bit more. We, we have to play man. We have to do a lot of stuff. So um, I think the biggest transition for Zaki in the spring was the communication piece. It ain't, it ain't nothing to do with the jobs. He can do the jobs and all that kind of stuff. But it was more he won't used to having to talk as much as he has to. But, you know, by the end of the spring, he was catching on. So I'm excited where he's at right now. Uh, Dusty, I found it fascinating. Both of them essentially asked about players moving from cornerback to safety. Terry Smith had the tone of, hey, we're one big group, the defensive backs. It's great that we as a group send guys to the to the league on and on that's what we're proud of and then it seems like Anthony Poindexter has the well that's fine you cornerbacks over there you know you deal with just your corner of the field 
you come play safety, though, there's a lot more going on here and a lot more responsibility. I just found it fascinating, the difference in tone from the two coaches. Well, I asked Terry Smith the question that he responded to, and I, I was really interested, like, does it upset you when, when you're losing these guys to another position? And I wasn't really expecting to say, like, yeah, I was mad. I get mad about it. But, you know, I, I think while it's kind of like the the rah-rah answer, because that's always, you know, I think his spirit is, is a rah-rah spirit, um, it is kind of telling you know, in this day and age, like if you produce a guy, whether he starts a cornerback and ends at safety or whatever, if you're producing defensive backs, um, you know, w- of all shapes and sizes, and Penn State has this kind of thing going on where, um, you know, Nick Scott wasn't a full-time safety at Penn State. Uh, Adrian Amos is one of the best safeties in, in the NFL. He was bouncing around a little bit. Jordan Lucas was an undrafted free agent. I mean, some of these guys were a little bit before um, Franklin got here, but um, but he was also a safety cornerback hybrid and it helped him at the next level. Um, so I think if you are producing defensive backs, I think it is true that it's good for your program. Uh, both of them, this they, they were asked, you know, an abstract question about just the idea of, tra- of moving from cornerback to safety. Uh, and they both brought up Zaki Wheatley on their own. And, you know, you heard from Anthony Poindexter that, you know, the indication that this is a pretty smooth transition for Wheatley. Um, and, and I think you've seen him make a smooth transition. You've seen Keaton Ellis make a smooth transition where, you know, Garrett Taylor a few years ago and even Lamont Wade, it took a little time to make that transition. Uh, so I think these two guys are kind of special in the way that they've made that move uh, pretty quickly and pretty comfortably. Um, so I, I I felt like it was pretty insightful. And just like um, I mentioned with Ty Howell, I, I, I am writing a story this week for Penn Live just about that concept and the idea of moving from corner to safety and what that entails and why these guys were able to make uh, pretty easy work of it. It is great, though, when these coaches give you the assessment of a couple of the individual players like we heard about Wheatley there. And I'm doing that as my segue to talk about John Scott, the defensive line coach, who did talk about a couple individuals, one of them being Smith Vilbert, who you recall had that big game in the bowl game with multiple sacks. Let's hear what John Scott had to say about Smith Vilbert. Well, I'll tell you what. I know the last, like, six weeks of the season – you started to see a change in Smith. He became more comfortable, um, you know, because Smith was a basketball player, you know, a lot of his high school career. And so you saw some growth uh, really the last six weeks over the season. And then when we got into bowl prep, you, you know, we were like, oh, this, this guy looks different. He's doing some different stuff. And it's clicking for him. So when he went out there and played the way he played that first half, um, I didn't even, to be honest with you, I didn't even realize he had three sacks in the first half. I realized he was having a good half. Um, he was doing some really good things. So obviously, you know, that's carried over into the spring and how he's handling it um, from a, a mental standpoint and physical standpoint. But that that was excellent to see. But he, it started with about six weeks left in the season. You just saw like the, the, the light came on with some stuff with him. And you're like, yeah, this guy, when he gets his opportunities, he's, he's going to be ready. He's going to maximize it. And that's what he did. Uh, Dustin, he mentioned he didn't realize at halftime that Smith Vilbert already had three sacks. Perhaps that's because he was just in the neighborhood as the quarterback ran out of bounds. Not not to put the kid down, because it was good to hear that 
uh, his position coach thought, hey, maybe the light went on for him towards the end of last season. Yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, that does suggest that this guy didn't just trip and fall over three sacks and that was it. It wasn't like a flash in the pan. He was doing the work behind the scenes and, and uh, John Scott Jr. saw this coming before it actually happened. And um, to me, that that's a pretty reassuring thing if you're looking at defensive ends and, you, and you're kind of wondering what role Smith Vilpert's going to play. To really hear that that pretty thoughtful answer is um, the light bulb came on for him and he was ready and there was there was meaning behind his performance in the Outback Bowl because if he is that guy you know not talk about three sacks a half but just that that guy who who is uh, making a difference on the edge that is really going to help Penn State's defensive end rotation and there's no doubt they are looking for help there not just the two first guys but the whole rotation which is typically four or five guys. Speaking of that defensive end position, and you teased this earlier in the show, that John Scott would also have comments about Chop Robinson, the transfer from Maryland. Let's hear what he had to say. Well, you can't, you can't teach height. <laughs> you can't teach twitch. You know, you, you either got that or you don't. And um, he's got great hips, you know, um, and he just has a natural um, – natural knack to rush the passer you know like a, a lot of guys you have to it's, it's hard to like I don't say I won't say develop a pass rusher but it, it's just hard like if you don't have certain those some of those traits then everything has to be manufactured this guy does things naturally on his home like some of the other gifted rushers that we've had in here the past couple of years, he has those type of physical traits, which which makes it, as a coach, now you, he's got the physical traits, you can really hone in on the skill because he's got physical traits. Dustin, my takeaway from that is this is a guy who already has those physical skills you're looking for. I just better not screw it up as his coach. Yeah, I thought, you know, that gives some good insight, I feel like, into the development process of pass rush technique. And you can you can be sound and technique all day long if your hands are slow and your feet are slow and you don't have a burst. I mean, none of that really matters. So obviously you'd rather start with a guy who's got all those attributes that he listed. Uh, and, and I asked the question, you know, what does what natural gifts does he have that you can't teach? Which is how this was, which is why he answered the question that way, um, because I wanted to know from his standpoint, what made him a five star talent, you know, once upon a time. And those are all the things. I mean, those are all the required things for a pass rusher. And if it, his attitude's good and he's coachable and all that stuff and, and he takes to the technique side of things and continues to develop there. I mean, he's got a chance to be an impact guy. And like we talked about earlier, it would surprise me if he's not at least a moderate impact guy in year one uh definitely the case it may take towards till the second half of the season till we see it all come out but yes this guy has those five star skills one of the other things going on with this penn state defense dusty is they're going from brent pry longtime defensive coordinator to manny diaz john scott was asked okay what kind of change or what kind of similarities are there with those two coaches? You know, it, it's the, the good thing uh, when, when Coach Franklin made the hire, he hired uh, Coach Diaz and Coach Pry have a lot of very similar um, 
similar themes and similar thoughts on how you play defense. So a lot of that has been, there has been a, a, a lot of carryover in that way. So it wasn't like the guys were coming in as completely, you know, brand new. So there's a lot of similarities to what what we're doing. So I think that's, that's helped them guys, and uh, I think they're taking it well. Uh, Dustin, is it not going to be a big transition to change defensive coordinators? I mean, it's going to be some transition, but it doesn't sound like there's radical change in assignments or philosophy or, or thought processes. So, um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of points to me like, okay, Franklin was able to find a guy when he needed a defensive coordinator for the first time in a while who had head coaching experience and who really was coming from the same place as Brent Pry. So the timing and the hire of Manny Diaz just seems like uh, like the right fit. Right guy, right time, perfect fit. Like you said, there's that head coaching experience, plus that experience down in Florida to help out with recruiting. I thought Manny Diaz was the home run hire. All right, Dusty, that is it for our show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com or call 1-800-788-4414. See you there. In his book, Why Penn State, author Greg Woodman takes readers on a trip back in time to Happy Valley in the 1980s, a unique era of gridiron success and rapid expansion that gave our university its modern identity. Whether you're traveling down memory lane or discovering old states past for the first time, this compilation of rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews helps you explore the why behind We Are. Start your journey today. Order online at whypennstate.com.